Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rainbow. Hip hop has been ripe with New York lore since the genesis of the art form. Albums like Illmatic, The Cole Vein, are two of many shining examples of albums that encapsulate New York City life from their own unique perspectives. King Vision Ultra's Shook World is the latest album to accomplish this feat, building a world that captures the raw grit and rich history of the city like no other, embodying the spirit of collective action through the deep guest list of a variety of New York artists and the foundational collaboration with post-punk band Algiers' latest album, Shook. Gang PTP, aka King Vision Ultra, is a man of many hats, founder of the revered PTP Collective, and creator of this dense epic of an album, Shook World, who joined the show to deep dive into its creation in the latest installment of the Album Alchemy series. You don't want to miss this. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. How's it going, gang? It goes, it goes swell. Yo. Yo. PTP shit. Oh. Fresh snacks, crawled out the death trap. Blood and bitter gristle spotted the head wrap. Lost trying to get back. Recycling all for my jetpack. Chopping in my axe on dead rappers' jewels. Tomb Raid goo, you lose. Loose weight shoes, my nigga, shoot and move. Two left feet can't catch the beat, rave in the room. Cross check piece world build will make a new one. Dog day, sun rays, beef merciless. And go swell. Spring is spring is upon us out here in New York City. So uh, you know, still still gotta have your layers, but you know, the sun is out earlier. You know, I wake up at like six six in the morning usually, so it's like it's actually light out. Mm-hmm. Not like you wanna crawl back in. Well, sometimes you still wanna crawl back in the bed, but you know, um, yeah. It's 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 going. It's going forward. Yeah, we got daylight savings here in Toronto. That's been a great, great time. I Word. usually hate it, but now I, I get it. The sunlight's been amazing. Mm-hmm. For real. You miss it when it's not around, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah, so we're talking about Shook World today. And I have to say, out of all the all the records that I've covered in this uh new album Alchemy series, even though it's technically a mixtape. Mm. uh shook world is the one that i feel after listening to it has left me with the most questions wow and maybe something i shouldn't really admit but given the fact that you know this is my role as a host of a show like this but this was a daunting conversation to prepare for like i have to say just because there's like so many places we could take this conversation so many places we can focus on and Mm. have like three hours of content and i think that just speaks to how dense and and meaty this this project really is so just have right. to say that right up front and i think that's been evidenced by the response that's been like marvelous i have to say mm, appreciate that yeah no it's um yeah yeah i've had 
a couple of lengthy conversations around it and uh none of them have been the same thankfully yes yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so i look forward to this one um and also yeah i mean it's it's an album it's an album just it, you know it, it pays homage it pay it honors the the the, the mixtape format um but you know you're right to call it an album it's it's, right. it's not a, it's not a mixtape in the way that that term has become in the newfangled sense okay nice you know, and yeah so starting with like that foundational understanding here the album shook world it's hosted by algiers and related to algiers latest record shook mm-hmm. that dropped i believe a month after shook world did so i think it dropped end of end of february shook did and so let's start there like how was this album conceived and particularly i want to understand like what in particular about this specific algiers record spoke to you and kind of inspired the whole creation of shook world based off of it word uh the collaboration really began with them you know approaching me having they've spent some time like they you know revealed that they known some shit that i've done you know what i'm saying whether it being like the um the previous work with amani or even pain of mind my first album right um, and like my slowness mixes like the porter's head joint and the other joints that that, that are out there in the world and they were just like yo we really want to see if you like our album on our upcoming album which was shook and we sent it to you and if you like it would you be willing to like make something out of the parts of it whatever you parts you like and i was like cool so like the press release i think said like it's originally intended to be like a digital mix or whatever like they were basically like people on that side not necessarily just algiers but more so the folks the folks on um i guess their team or whatever uh meaning like matador and whatnot i think we're expecting like um something to like live on soundcloud like a mix mm-hmm. like uh you know uh, some soundscape mix i don't you know but they made it very clear that like i could do whatever the fuck i wanted and to add voices from my own side of things um to do whatever basically so i just basically spent a lot of time listening to shook in preparation um immediately i liked i I really really enjoyed what i was hearing and i'm like okay i see oh and it was kind of like i saw where they were going with it and i'm like oh this is this is ill because it's like big rube is like the 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 narrator on their album and then you know you got woods and back um backwash right on on one joint you got um you know members of morning black star you got members of boy harsher you got DeForest brown you you know what i'm saying zach like, de la roca Shiroshi, zach de la roca right you got like a smattering of like different personnel friends collaborators etc kind of mixing mixed in and out um and it it latoy kent you know what i mean so it was just like all right i see what y'all are doing like and there was a messaging there that was clear but also the sonics of it was was something that um was really intriguing for me um, and kind of, you know, something that I wanted to ping pong with, uh, with my own rendition and sort of usage of their stems. And it kind of gave me this, like, I think it gave me this very, I don't know, cold is not the word necessarily, but there were like little things that they were doing, like originally, uh, or, or, or right there on the intro. And we mentioned this in the, in the band camp conversation but there's that moment where you hear the train coming in mm-hmm. and uh mind you know they're from atlanta so 
Um, but, you know, members have had spent time in living in New York. Um, I, I mean, one of the members does live in Brooklyn. Um, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so they're collect. it's like all these like little like recordings and pieces of their sort of like sprawling world. And this one train situation ha happens, this little train moment happens, and then it goes into this like breakbeat that this drum beat that sort of sounds exactly or sounds like it's referencing to me like wild style um the old you know the old hip-hop film mm -hmm. and thus really that order of things references illmatic the intro to illmatic nas's first album so i was like okay i see what y'all doing here cool i think like there's a very like i i don't Damn, you know what? Like, I have a word that's very used, and I don't want to use that word. Uh, but there's like this very like future shock kind of like element to their shook. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a very like, you know, there's bleakness to it. There's like yeah. a so that's why I was kind of leaning towards cold, but there's also like a hopefulness. Um, so those are the things that I kind of took into then making you know, into approaching my own sort of like sound shaping and just like also just figuring out like what elements, like listening to like what elements I, I could hear as a digger, you know what I'm saying? As someone who like listens for like little, boop, like little, 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 little sound candy, little ear candy. And I'm like, okay, let me lift that. Oh, I hear like a, and I just knowing that you have control over all this because they're sending me the songs broken down to stems. And I'm just like, okay, I have like full kind of agency to roll roll around with all this and like play around with it. Um, so yeah, I think the hopefulness, the you know, the sort of like real modern day terror, all sort of communicated or all communicate, all being communicated alongside with that element of collaboration on their shook was um certainly something that I wanted to do my own version of when approaching Shook World. Yeah, I love the way you put that. Yeah, no, I find the way that they use like the like just the gospel like vocal lines mm -hmm. or reminiscent of gospel kind of gives that that like haunting slash dark feeling. And I feel like that definitely fit the kind of mood. I like the way you said, would you say future shock or modern yeah, day terror? Like yeah. <laughs> that I love that. Like the organs right. too. Like it, it just it's mm -hmm. a really chilling type of um atmosphere that shook creates that i think translated so well to what you've done and not only on this record but in the past it's not like something foreign to you um right. yeah so i think that that kind of bleak that kind of real real life reality shock is something you've you've worked with really well word i appreciate yeah i appreciate that i appreciate you know you acknowledging that from as like something that's not just present on this work and you know it shows that you've you've been listening you know what i mean so i appreciate you taking the time to even tap in you know what i mean oh no we're man i love what you're doing and i think i think uh you something you said on the that Bandcamp interview that you actually referenced earlier um that you did with algiers you said mm -hmm. that you hoped listeners could listen to both shook and shook world and see that the two albums and this is your quote two albums are holding hands under the table so <laughs> outside of the the technical aspect of as you described using the stems from shook to create parts of uh, shook world uh could you elaborate on how exactly these two albums speak to each other connect to each other yeah i think thematically there's plenty of intersection there's plenty of intersect there's plenty of crossover you know yeah beyond like the shared sonic moments right 
elements. There's the collaborative spirit. There's that hearkening back or pointing back to, you know, cool, we could be solo out here, but we could also, like, we're better as a village. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's kind of like the in most simplest, clear cut, shortest terms. That's 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 that would be my succinct answer to that. You know, what I mean, where you know, there's power in numbers. Yeah, I think the collectivist mindset. That's something that you spoke about uh, again in past interviews, and then it kind of just appears a lot in your art. I think PTP. that's yeah, and the whole PTP shit. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's literally what it is. You know. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, and how much how much of the sound of this album was exactly sourced from shook like versus who what i'm asking basically is like i know you can't really give a percentage i'm not asking for that but we're what does like for example every song include an element of shook or was because i recognize certain ones for sure and then others you had the stems like it's not, i bet i can't even tell half the time right right um that's a good question i i i mean i would say you know honestly i easiest way is like a ballpark percentage for me is like maybe like 80 percent or like something somewhere between 70 to, to 80 85 right B basically where it's like 75 to 80 like in are, are from are sourced from that no no well okay i would say 80 70 to 85 percent of the songs on shook world okay have okay. one or two sounds from shook okay okay that makes so sense. it's not like i'm taking every stem and you know re uh remixing them or repurposing them mm -hmm. in that way it's it's more like i'm making a whole joint out of like one sound that was from this one song over off of shook or two sounds or whatever you know what i mean and generally a lot of the times i'm adding my own um percussion you know rhythm section so to speak my drums and certain bass sounds certain sound effects um you know and also like when i'm taking their sounds like i'm not taking them bare like i'm not not manipulating them i'm i'm I, I wouldn't just take them and in their in their <laughs> in their untouched state or whatever. I would uh, I'm, everything gets flipped and kind of like thrown through the KVU teleportation device or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like the, the the blender. You know what I'm saying? Like my little blender and whatnot. And you know, I want to make a single sound. You know, something that lasts a few seconds. Um, that appears in in the background of a song on Shook to be the main fanfaric element, you know, to be the whole thing, to be this long sprawling uh, and winding and curling and twisting behemoth of sound or wall of sound or just some front frontal element in uh, Shook World. You know, that happens a couple of times. Like, Please Leave is like, I think, one stem you know, what I mean, like the whole good doom guitar situation. Mm. I made that. It's 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 like an acoustic. It's like a strumming that's like found on one of the other songs on on Shook. And I was just like, mm, I could break this part, break this, and make these into like long notes and yada yada yada. So it's a lot of like processing on 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 the um before it turns into like anything. Um, it's me like making it texturizing things and making that fall into like my own realm of sound and you know realm of sonics you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah and like another another quote i got from a past conversation i was with clang you said you wanted the listener to know that the loop spent time in my world like we had a conversation 
and are changed because of it. I love that. I, Damn, I, I didn't really... <laughs> I that's forgot fucking, I said that. That's Word. a fucking bar. Yeah, no, and I love that because you were speaking, I think, in that, like, the context about that is that you were speaking about, like, it's not it's not all about, like, how much the, to the degree that you, like, manipulated something. It's just that you did something with it. Like, you made it, you, like, you made it into your KVU world. And right. as you translating kind of just, into, like, the, you know, translating into that, that language from, from Algiers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. I on this topic of kind of like the samples that you've used, not like really focusing on the stems from Shook. Mm-hmm. I have a, a Patreon question from a New Yorker, a very avid New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a question, so I can't even validate that this is true. But he said there's uh he feels like there's a source material palette here that's very 06 to 09, which is in my mind the last time New York was not in a hyper gentrification state while still being this absurdist post 9-11 landscape. Was that intentional or nah? Wow. Um, I think I know who asked that. Oh, too. that's Fat Man Tomb. Uh, yeah. Shout out Fat shout Man Tomb. Shout out to my mans. I think part of that was intentional because what I was what I did want to do with the whole thing was allude to these different so-called call them eras, or some people call them generations, uh, moments, you know, movements in what was representative of what was the language of new york city you know at, at at various times so you know you do have i mean i was looking at it from my collaborators right from the people who like are my chosen family right mm-hmm. i have folks who are on there who are on there who are like my senior by a few years you know um people who i looked up to when i was just starting music you know what i'm saying like a big just mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Martin and Robert's been outside way long, you know, for a few years longer than I have. Same thing with Latasha. Latasha is people who like Mike Ladd and like APC and, you know, is in that is in that school or that class of the folks who were doing, you know, this, uh, you know, who are doing poetry and like bending words and that. So that's like a thing right there. And that almost that and that alludes to like a moment in my and also in just like this so-called underground history where it's like, OK, like we're going to the New Yorkian Poets Cafe. We're going to the wetlands. We're going to tramps and whatever, whatever. Like I still have footage and obviously like a shoebox full of cassettes from that capture elements, little bits of that era. At the same time, you know. My man Boog, who's who's got the the Harlem Boog interlude the oh was it oh 2010 interlude 2010 interlude right yeah. that song is from 2010 we did that shit and that oh, was wow. like a different life of mine we were all living a different life you know what i'm saying um a lot of the shit i mean the shit that's on that he's saying on there is true like to to certain degrees at least and it's a different experience than say what you'd hear what you're hearing you know Anyone else say really anyone else is it, it's a different experience. It's shared. It's understood, but it's a different experience than what you're getting from, say, like Masai or Nakama or Amani or what, you know, what I mean, like because Boog is my age. We came up like I, I met him in, like junior high school. So like we've been family for a long time now, decades, you know what I'm saying? And that's like we were really active really really started to get active in the in the 2000s and you know that's where you get that ron browse moment that's where you get the light feet moment love that shit showtime you know what i'm saying yeah like a lot of people really fuck with that 
people really been fuck. I mean, people fuck with a, a few things, but there's that there is that like Showtime moment uh, that that leads into Please Leave, and it's just that thing of like, yeah, that's the that's that mid two thousands. You know, that's when I was doing stuff with Dipset. You know, what I'm saying that's when I started hustling, and you know, what I mean, I was in the street and whatnot, and yada yada yada. You know, what I mean, I was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna make this shit fresh out of college and. You know, do I need a job or not? You know what I'm saying? Um, and was really trying to like, you know, figure out some shit in my own personal life. So that certainly had to be alluded to because it was post 9-11. It was this like turning point for the city. And a lot of people refer to that shit, me included sometimes, as like a dark ages in like right. Music, you know, what I mean, or like especially like technology is going crazy, ringtones, yada yada yada, you know what I mean? So, but we did have like there were a lot of there were a lot of moments still, regardless, that kept us going, so to speak, whether it be a Styles P series of mixtapes, whether it be, you know, the dip set shit, whether it be, you know, whatever you were tapping in with, you know what I'm saying? Like um, you know, if you did fuck with snap music or if you did fuck with dance music, chicken noodle soup or, or whatever, like little mama and all that, like fine. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's all the, these are all things that were happening then. But for me, it was about like reflecting the shit that I was actually like the shit that speaks true to my experience. Yeah. And my understanding of the history of this land as I've been walking through it. You know what I'm saying? And as also like myself and my collaborators have been walking through it. Like there's jazz moments too. You know what I'm saying? Obviously Matana is on there um, blowing crazy. You know what I mean? And like, so there's all this like, but that's also like a, the avant-garde, like the downtown avant-garde and whatnot. Like there's all of that, like being, being pointed at too. And, and, you know, and obviously we cut to modern day, so to speak with like, you know, the folks who are, who, who I'm a bit older than, you know what I mean? Like, the Nakamas, the Des Days, the Mamanis, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to patent that lineage. And furthermore, like using the train as that sort of like backbone, yeah, narrative backbone. It's like you're taking a trip, like a multitude of trips. Different places like, in time, different places in time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just about boroughs. It's not just about like location, so to speak, as a physical or geographical on a geographical sense. It's, it's, you know, it's about like, yeah, time and, and what time even means. That's that Gene Gray sample on Untrappings. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, like this album was also a question to that. Because like, we're all told, we're all, we're all like told that we're in competition with like time. Like there's not a time in a day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much do you do in your day versus how much do I do in my day? Time in a lot of sense in this like state that we live in and live under like the system and i mean like capitalism and all that like it's always it's, it's it's a it's a tool like anything else that's like logistic and like binary in, in terms of like it's numbering mm -hmm. i think and arbitrary and we've talked about this in the previous episode when i that i was on in terms of like number number ratings yeah I, you know time is a is a is a weapon that or is oftentimes weaponized against the people um, in order to divide and create that sort of like friction, like, oh, wait, like that self-comparison slash self-sabotage, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, just the opposition, like, okay, like you're more so-called productive than I am. 
all right, well, I gotta, right. I gotta out, outdo them somehow. Yada, yada, yada. Like, you know what I mean? So it all, it speaks to all that, but yeah, I, I mean, to answer the question, I mean, I, I think I did, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you did, you did. Yeah. I like, I like also that, that there's a connection because that idea of like the way you, you kind of speak to time on this album mm. is, is not exactly the same, but it's kind of a similar thought or feeling I had from unknown infinite in particular. Mm. I remember when I wrote that, like, uh, I think it may be the two year and one year, two year anniversary of it. I think it was, uh, one year. I re- it was one year. Yeah. I remember yeah. being like the, there's something so surreal about how I kind of feel lost in like confused, like confused is the wrong word, but just like time isn't, doesn't feel as rigid. Like I don't really know what area or what, yeah, what time period I'm in. And it's a lot to do with what Amani's saying and a lot to do with like kind of the the sampling, the way that you did it. It just feels like everything's kind of like dissolving in front of me. It's like a Word. lucid dream, okay. I think is the way I put it. And I feel like that is a, a, a just maybe a general kind of style you like to like to explore in a lot of your music. Yeah, yeah. I think like I like to blur, you know, like even the beginnings and endings of songs. Yeah, there's everything kind of comes in and things mm-hmm, come out. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I, I like to, I like to make sure you're just sitting and kind of forget about what the clock is saying. Exactly. Just, I, I love that. I love that. You know, that um, was my balloon mind state experience. To, to you know, shout out to Daylight. You know what I mean? That's that's what I got from that. Listening to that on cassette and being like, "Yo, where? Like, what am I listening to right now? Like, what song is this? I'm not. You know what I mean? I, you're on mm-hmm. the track list on the back of the yeah. cassette. You're like, where am I? You know what I mean? Like shit like that just be bugging me out like i love that shit like blow out mm-hmm. blow out comb another another great and um you know out another album that I, I feel like i fell in love with even more later on is is that's that's another one that does that to me um it has those points of just like continuous the sequencing yeah. is just mm. mm-hmm. exactly no <laughs> i love good. it talked about like you've talked about lineage a lot just in this conversation it's something that comes up a lot in in a lot of the themes that are on this record and so like the person speaking at the end of this album like caps it off really interestingly in my opinion like in a nutshell they're like i still love this place i don't want to leave stop yelling at me and trying to like tell me otherwise like you're not from here whatever all that stuff i feel it's a really notable way to end the album just because it it follows yeah, it follows uh, about an hour of music that speaks to the realities of living in New York, like for better or for worse, mm-hmm. and some of the challenges that come with that. What would you say is like the thesis or like central message that you're hoping to communicate, particularly as it relates to your sentiments towards New York on this album? The whole good neighbor thing that I stated in in the the I guess the press release, so to speak, and you know the album description or whatever, like it's about being a good neighbor. It's like you know, if you're not, if you're not dedicated, or if you're not like invested in sharing the space and like, knowing, sort of understanding, like wanting to understand like what, what has been that history, but not just like a books, not just like a book read history, because 
that can only give you but so much. Like you have to actually have a, like a lived experience in order to ha- start even beginning to speak on something, you know, or uh, that pertains to that, you know, the laws of that land, so to speak, mm-hmm. or like the the ways of that living. I mean, it's been decades now, but it's even it's been even more than that. But like you know, especially like a post nine eleven New York, right? Yeah, these quality of life laws got revved up. You know buildings got bought out you know people left because of 9 11 you know what i'm saying because of like the fear of shit happening shit going down or whatever and and just whatever landstar game bought up by like these developers or whatnot mm-hmm. Ex- except like those those spaces weren't being finished because they weren't like people weren't going in people couldn't a afford or not enough people were were like were buying up to live in those spaces over the pandemic like the beginning of the pandemic and quarantine right you know you spend time you're watching youtube or whatnot and you you find yourself kind of like like i'm with my, my i've been living with my partner for for years now so she was watching like something on YouTube, like an apartment tour or some shit. And then we we would just gawk at some of the prices that people were talking about. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a deal. And we're like, what? Yeah. Are you? And like, that's that's the environment out there. Like, that's what people are paying. Like, we, we've we had that forever now. It's just like, damn, like, you just see the, you know, every few years you see like that wave of like cost of living go up, so to speak. You know, more people come in here. A lot of, lot of like old money mixing with new money mm-hmm. happening um you know people come here with some dream to be with many dreams right a lot of the time those people end up leaving after a few years um or after they're done with school or whatever the case is and the thing is that slime that like residual like mess that they've created in staying here and not kind of like abiding by like and not honoring the people who were there beforehand and there presently and who are going to be there because one a they don't want to leave because they've literally you know made a life here mm-hmm. and gotten through some shit and you know what i mean like you're not like or b they just there's no like this they don't have the gas money you know what i'm saying like for whatever reason they don't have the resources to get the fuck out if they wanted to yeah even if they wanted to so it's like you're coming here I, I don't feel like it anymore. I'm out. It's just all like, well, yo, be the fuck out then, please. But like, don't tell your peoples to come here either. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of also what it is too. It's just like, yo, like, that's the issue with gentrification. Like, people come in with no acknowledgement of what they're stepping into and what they're stepping into does to that environment. Because then you're having, you know, 10 of those people on every block so now you have a whole neighborhood turning into something different. You have a whole neighborhood, you know, it's not just Starbucks and and Walmart we got to worry about, you know, opening up in like neighborhoods that were 10 years before very much, you know, pushed to the pushed to the margins or pushed outside of the margins and not not given resources. You know what I'm saying? We're otherized basically. We're like, oh, like this is where people go to get forgot to be forgotten, yeah. serve these communities. Like it's it's all the other businesses that are made through that 
privilege and access and privilege of having access to then like, oh, I'm going to, you know, this is the little, I mean, I'm vegan and all that, but like, you know, there's an abundance of like very expensive, like vegan coffee shops or like bakeries and things that like popped up in various neighborhoods. And like, you see who's working there, you see who owns the spots. And it's just like, well, damn, like these apart, these vloggers and these apartment tours and whatnot, they're like all subjects of this accelerated caustic environment that has plagued New York and other big cities or other cities, you know, um, in terms of like this, like rapid development, AKA it's, you know, it's gentrification, right? So it's mm -hmm. just like, okay, like the money's, the price is moving up faster than the money's being made for most people, at least, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. These are, the folks who haven't, folks come in with like tech jobs that they don't even need to go to work. They don't even need to leave home. Or the YouTubers and you know what I'm saying? So it's all like like it's like it's like you coming in with like monopoly money, you coming in like printing your own bread, you know what I mean? Like you you literally have made your own sort of like it's a different type of like um economy that you're introducing to this neighborhood that that a lot of that didn't ask for that first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but you're buying the shit out because you have, you know excesses yeah so you know it, it i think that's what it speaks to that's why the song is called you know please leave please that's leave. why those elements um because it's not just that's not just the only sentiment but it's like that exact moment and like the the voices and the complaints of the people you hear in those moments like that's the shit that like that shit happens like that wasn't like acted out that's like literally just me going you know letting the sort of like letting the youtube algorithm take me to places i don't want to ever like mm -hmm. not me really experience again as far as like you know i don't need you know watching or whatever but at the same time like it's it's it, to me it was like the clearest example of like a clearest few examples of like what this is and what that environment sort of represents as far as like mentality and you know behaviors and whatnot foul just foulness you know what i'm saying yeah like i think there's one part of that song where um it's a girl being like oh uh the the subway is just so disgusting and it's like kind of what you said it's like an air a lot of areas where they were underserved generally people with money come in and then they're complaining about shit and acting in titles like well i mean that's just what do you what is what is your problem here like i don't it just doesn't it's just you came here why are you even here in the first place then you know right yeah um, i mean yeah we're talking it's it's a there's certainly like a class issue it's not just a race issue and like race also has a lot to do with uh, those yeah you know those issues have a lot to, can't really be just spoken about in one in one dimension uh you know it, it, you have to consider class as well um mm -hmm. because like you know our mayor our mayor is a uh, is a black man you know what i mean like eric adams is is you know is a new yorker is a black new yorker or whatever but like that dude is not the guy like that dude is not our, it's like not anyone's friend. Yeah. You know I'm saying like rappers are meeting with him on some like get cool with him type shit, but it's, it's fucking fraudulent. Like it's whack. Like he's a fucking cop. Like, and there's no reforming that, you know what I'm saying? There's only one way out of that shit. There's only one way to change that shit. It ain't reforming a system. That's going to be, you know, that's, you can't put a bandage on the cancer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, again, you know, like 
there's this thing of like, oh, like the subways are homelessness and blah, blah, blah. People with mental health issues, why don't you just get them out? Like, no, like you can't come here and talk about clearing people out. Like that's no, that, that, that's, that's a non-cypher. Like that's not going to, that's not going to be the conversation we're having. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you can't talk about, you can't come here, even as a New Yorker, you can't talk about, oh, well, they're going to build jails and, and psych wards or whatever, whatever. So like the neighborhood quality of life is going to go down or whatever. Oh, they're letting people back out on the street because of bail reform or whatever. I'm just like, like that type shit. That's the most like conservative, mm-hmm. like, you know, like this, a lot of the, and that was from a, like a, a Chinese, I, I believe it's Chinese um vlogger who ended up leaving new york because of that 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 was his like final like goodbye to new york uh video talking about like complaining about like you know homelessness and crime and like crime always been a thing but like it's it's not just that it's it's here it's like if if crime crime has gone up during the pandemic and whatnot because like the whole country was fucked up the whole economy was fucked up mad people lost work so it's not like the only thing is like we could see more of the 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 results of that because of the technology we have in our hands. Mm-hmm. It has nothing. It's not like the subway is more dangerous than it ever was. I've seen crazy shit on the subway all my fucking life. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Like, what do you expect when you have like a system that's like any public transportation where it's just like anyone, like some people live on the subway. So it's like, yeah, you're in their house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They could do, they they feel like they could do whatever they need to do. So it's like, you can't be surprised by that necessarily. Or you can't be surprised to the point of like, you know, you could be like surprised and you could even be upset in certain ways, but like, you can't try to just like, you know, you can't police that. You can't put a certain violence, exercise violence toward that because you don't agree with it or because like, fam you just move to another car like that's what we all do if 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 some shit's going crazy you either move to another car or you interject yeah i mean like the real solutions there aren't about that those those are like those are symptoms whether you like them or not is is up to you as you said but like it's about the fact why are there people homeless it's not because they chose that you know it's like exactly it's, right like right. if no you're complaining you're like man there's so many homeless people we got to got to improve our social safety net if that's what you're saying then that that could be a conversation versus mm-hmm. just like putting them in all these jails um yeah right and and for you like as a new yorker i i can tell like the appreciation you have for your people and 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 the city even withstanding all these other issues that a lot of you face like for you what is it about new york that you love that keeps you there i mean it's a city that i was that like kept me safe in a lot of ways you know what i'm saying like yo if i was in the suburbs or whatever like i'd be probably bored and i'd probably have done mad drugs or whatever like i don't want to just put it like that but like that that's a very very like realistic path for a a realistic that's a very like natural path almost for Mm -hmm. a lot of people i feel like for me as a new yorker looking on looking on the outside or whatever and like i see like what goes as someone who like has gone out of town on so-called business and things of that nature like i'd see how these small towns work and like that shit is bugged out like you know living out of state living upstate like people mad people like left new york to like move upstate and it's just like fam like that shit is crazy up there like in 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 meaning like crazy as in like it shit is backwards like this shit is fucking like it's trump country over here 
most 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 places to be honest like that shit is yeah. land and trump country like the fucking you know what i mean there's so many flags being flown or whatever like what, what like that's not safe that's way like i feel way less safe around all that shit around all that fucking national pride and whatnot than like mm-hmm. you know what i mean just being in being on the subway you know what i mean like i feel way safer on the train than like being around all these lawns with fucking american flags or whatnot you know real shit so it's like to me like this is the place that this is where i learned how to move this is where this is why I, I made all my moves this is where you know it's like um you know i don't want to like idealize anything but like at the same time like this is like what i know you know what i mean like this is that so for me um there's a spirit there's like a a certain spirit new yorkers have especially or people who like really stay here and are like committed you know what i mean they're like nah like they really it's not just about like it's really about like sinking your teeth into the shit and like being like nah like you know there's a fight there's a fight there like you 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 do have to fight and like understand like you know not every day is going to be this like so-called walk in the park you know and that's just part of what 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 it is like you you learn how to bob and weave you know what i mean and there's just wild culture here like that's why you get so much of this interesting like so much of this like unique nuance when with how people speak and address each other with how music is being made and takes from x y and z that's why you get that's why sampling and djing and whatnot became what it has become because like it spent time in this in this like place where like there's people from all over doing bringing their influences bringing their lineage they you know what i'm saying so it's like everyone's digging in their you know their elders um you know cabinets and 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 bags and whatnot bringing whatever whatever they find out of that to the table to then you know tool up and 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 move forward with so it's like it should have just it's always like up bustling you know what yeah I, mean? I think as someone definitely who's lived who lived like i grew up in suburban ottawa suburban which is canadian suburbs which is a different thing than the u.s suburbs but sure, sure. just that idea of i found moving even to toronto here the bigger city it's i feel like the thing i definitely have noticed and it's something i'm trying to kind of unlearn or just kind of myself be better in is that i guess generally the way you said like good neighbor but just being less individualistic like having that sense of community is something that just really doesn't exist if you're like just naturally logistically if you're like in these separated houses versus like a condensed area like lots of places in a big city in new york for example like it's just by definition just you're less close you're you're more individualistic that sense of like collective action and and kind of brushing shoulders with people saying hi like just like being normal like in public like that is just not something that i grew up really experiencing much and that's also kind of why like i feel like with people going back to the previous conversation like I feel like people love the melting pot of New York for all the good, sh- like all the shit that you can like consume as like the art, the food, yeah, yeah the, all definitely. that stuff. But right. then they don't like anything that's naturally may come with it, you know? Right. Right. I mean, you know, that thing that you said about like the individualistic versus the co- the collective, right. Or like, you know, saying like literally like saying hi to your neighbors, like the difference for me is like, I, like I, 
thrive off of that. Like I need to be in a building where I like can say peace to people who may not even speak my language or speak English, so to speak, not my mm-hmm. language, but speak English as a first language, you know what I'm saying? But we're still like being gracious toward each other to a certain degree because there's like a respect there or whatever. It's like, yo, we're all going to be out here doing our day. You know what I mean? Like we're all going to see, we're living in the same walls around, you know, in the same like structure, brick, bricked up structure with each other. We're all dealing with the super, you know, hot ass heat on certain days. This The 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 cold, you know, the, the when the hot water gets shut off, like we're all dealing with that. You know what I mean? So we're in this shit together, right? Versus like, when I go upstate or whatever, if I if I were to go upstate or go somewhere else and, you know, spend time where it's more so-called green or whatever, right? Sometimes you'd be at an Airbnb, you step out and like the neighbor across from you or next to you, like they're coming out, they, you kind of like meet eyes, you know, and then you're, you know, they, they like, they say hi and you're like, hi, eh. like, I don't feel comfortable like I do when I say hi to someone who's on my block. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when I first came to this neighborhood, like, I had words with the kid who was pitching down the block because he, you know, he did something stupid and I like addressed him on that. And I'm like, yo, fam, like the fuck was that about? You know what I'm saying? Like, da da like, that's just me, though, personally. Like, I'm not saying you should do this or whatever, but that's just how I was raised. And me as a 40, I think at that time I was 40, maybe 41. You know what I'm saying? I'm 41 now. But like me as a 40 year old or whatever, like I'm not accepting that from, you know what I'm saying? So like I just I took something that could have been disrespectful and i was just like question i i you know approached him on that mm-hmm. he was just like yo what da, 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 da. and then like we just, we had a quick word but it wasn't anything crazy and then the next like within a few days i see him and he comes up to me he's like yo bro like my bad g like i was i was like i'd smoke too much i didn't know what i was doing da, da, da. like dapped it up exchanged numbers like yo if you ever need tree da, da, da. like it was mm-hmm. it was cool and the same shit with like when I was coming up, like my neighbor across the street, uh, I fought with this kid. Like I beat him till he's bloody when I was a kid though. Like I was a kid and like we had, you know what I'm saying? Like playground fight, mm-hmm. a fight across outside of the bus stop. You know what I'm saying? He tried to get some kids, you know, he got a bigger kid to like bully me, but it wasn't like a fight. He was just like made fun of me and I like was crying and shit. You know what I mean? I had, like some ring on, it's like, oh, that's, you know, you're wearing your mom's ring, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. just stupid shit. You know, we're like eight, seven, you know what I'm saying? I see that kid around. It was like, it was fine after that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's just different. Like you, you can like, you can like throw, throw hands or just have words with somebody. But at the end of the day, sometimes like, you know, then you could just maybe reach a different understanding with them and, 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 and form some, some sort of a, you know, there's an understanding formed out of that. Like maybe there's a mutual respect. I'm not going to say in every situation, because sometimes, sometimes it turns to beef and, that shit can be fatal, literally, you know what I mean? Unfortunately. So there is that reality as well, but we're also competing with that idea. Like we're also like thinking about that in the back of our head sometimes. Um, some of us, some of us aren't. And that's that's oftentimes the, the the issue. I don't feel that like when I go upstate, like, cause they don't know that. I'm assuming that most of the, the folks upstate, especially the white folks upstate who are like saying hi to me, I'm just like, okay, like you're saying that just because like you're putting on a, uh, like a, you're putting on like a, uh, you're putting on airs. Mm-hmm. You're doing this on some like weird respectability politics or whatever. Like you're doing this because like you're trying to be nice and shit, but like, I don't trust you. I don't know you. You're not operating. You, you like, 
there can't be that understanding because you're not from that. At least you haven't proven that to me. And my assumption of most folks upstate, most folks in the suburbs, especially white folks, I don't trust them off top. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, there's more reason not to trust you than there mm-hmm. is. I mean, like, yeah. it's just like, okay, but it, you know, we could talk and like figure out by the end of the day, like it's a different communication by nature. Mm-hmm. So like that, that, that relationship is just so different, but it's nuanced. And it's like, it's not something that just like you can carry back, back and forth and like apply blanket wise to the whole thing. Like New York city is different. Any, any city like inner city situation or whatever is different. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why they call it inner, like inner city. Like it's, it can feel like you're like in a, in a tube with these, with, with other mm-hmm. folks, you know what I mean? But yeah. you know, I'm trying to like, we literally, like a lot of us are just trying to fucking go on with our day and not, not be stressed, like reduce the stress in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, the last thing I'll say about please leave is that I don't, I doubt you did. You obviously didn't do this on purpose, but it's really eerie in like the creepiest way that the voices and like the tone and the speech uh speed just sounds like ben shapiro all of them sound like ben shapiro like and i believe it and like some of them i wouldn't be surprised if it was just like the content of what the fuck these people are saying it's just like and don't all don't us all i'm like oh my god i literally first was like is this ben shapiro I'm like no it's not some of these are definitely not him i'm like i, I just that was fucked up, but it was it was a stroke of genius, even though I don't think that was on purpose. <laughs> Word. I mean, extra layer to it. Yeah, extra layer. I mean, that's that's I mean, thank you. Um that's but I did the 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 point of that was indeed to like rouse up this feeling of like maybe anxiety or just whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's that's what that environment is. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is that thing of like, all right, not only is the texture, the pitch. Some mm-hmm. of the voices like higher and whatnot, they're sped up. It's like a, this frantic motion, kind of like this, this, this pull and push, push yeah. and pull situation. So like, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you get Ben Shapiro, I think you're on point. Um, yeah. that, you know, I, I wasn't thinking Ben Shapiro, but I definitely was thinking that type energy or, or channeling, signaling toward that type energy. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and so you're obviously like a, a very studied in the, the world of sampling. You have a class on, on sampling lineage. Um, so I expect you have opinion on, you have an opinion on this following topic. And it's something interesting because I don't believe you actually had the chance to respond, but this is, so this is kind of like an unofficial patron submission, but you know, the patron army goes hard. So we're just like going hard even when I'm not asking this is before I, this is like three weeks ago before we even set this up. This is from uh, Rhino. He asked, basically, given the context of you working with Algiers in this way, where they gave you the stems and kind of like full reins to just use all the stems for this upcoming record. Um, he's he's wondering, given the fact that there's these increasing legal barriers to sampling, making it harder for maybe conventional sampling to work, like, do you feel what you did with Algiers represents a potential like new frontier or like slash like viable alternative for sampling where you could just make connections with an artist and just give them permission to use your catalog like that? Sure. Sure. I not, that wasn't the intent. I don't think, um, not definitely not like priority. As yeah. Far, yeah. You know, yeah. um, it wasn't in the front of my mind, but I could see, I could see, I could see it being looked at as such and I could see it being an example of such, I guess, because I mean, the point was to show, a. a 
different version. I think our conversations always alluded to honoring this sort of richness behind the collaborative um, action. Like a collaboration doesn't just need to be us in the studio talking to each other and planning something out in terms of like, you know, going over a track together mm-hmm. and being like, hey, I'll play the drums over here. Okay, yeah. Oh, give me some more bass over here. You know, like it's not, it wasn't that at all. Like they left me to my devices. Like I would be whoop, like blipped off the radar until I came back and was like, here, like, like if you read the Bandcamp conversation, Bandcamp daily feature, whatever we, you know, I think Ryan was the one who said it, like they hadn't even heard Shook World until, yeah, it, was, until it was like done, right? It was done, yeah. right. And that was right. intentional too, because I don't want to give you just like here, like here's some. I gave him little previews on like really more so like on the phone, just like, uh, you know, like little snippet, it's just like IG stories. Yeah. But like as far as the sequence and how that all played out, no, you know, it, it I think with the the intent was to show that collaboration can happen through merely through simply comp like con- conversation and friendship outside of the studio and it's like okay well now we could trade sounds and you know there's a trust there before we even get to making the music therefore the music itself is built on that the the music is built on this like relationship that 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 spans beyond the studio beyond the, the transaction of making music together in like the most like you know whatever one-dimensional optical kind of way you know what i'm saying like because a lot of people be like oh like let me say you sell you know, i'm sending out i'm selling beats today they buy a beat mm-hmm. you don't know what the fuck happens to that beat you don't know you're not you're not involved in the process and you see the shit pop up on the latest album on whatever label or whatever artist band camp or whatever or mixtape you know what i'm saying and like that always felt mad icky to me you know what i'm saying like i always felt like I don't want to do that because like that doesn't honor my my place in the process. Mm-hmm. And like, wouldn't we want wouldn't we create something more sumptuous and rich? You know, if we were at it together, at least in conversation, but you want to dead all that, and that's the that's the industry in it. Cause it's like, okay, just make, make, make. That's an once again accelerated environment. Like we're we're you know time right like yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, just gotta make more make more make more make more people you know to the point where like people are making tapes based on you know albums off of like taking shit off of like free beat websites or tight beats on youtube and shit mm-hmm. like that you know what i'm saying at this point right so this is the opposite of that where it's just like nah like you don't need to we don't need to do that like we we know and trust each other here just like have like here's some sounds do with you know do what you will with it and it's just like all right cool sure that's a alternative a viable alternative to like sampling but also like i'm the most renegade about all that shit i mean like there's that one song there's one song on there that's like a pretty clear like sample. yeah yeah i mean i know and the one yeah yeah you know and yeah. you know shout out to my 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 centennial my sen my my beloved centennial gardener dream crusher you know what i mean but like that that shit is a straight up and that was purposefully like done like that was completely intentional like nah like we're jacking your beat mm-hmm. and gonna flip it crazier and gonna do what we do with it you know it's not it's definitely like altered it's not it's not but that was also an allusion to like the so-called mixtape freestyle as was the big just 
joint because Big Just is on the intro to an unknown infinite. You know what I'm saying? So there's that call back to that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, like, you, you know, I'm one for reusing beats. I'm one for, I love sample drill because it's just like, whatever, we'll sample whatever and rhyme over, you know what I'm saying? Make some, make some fly shit out of anything. Like, you know, fucking Foo Fighters or, or, or Sia or whoever the fuck, like, you know, mm-hmm. we'll sample a Neptune's beat with Super Thug or whatever. It's just like, cool like i love that i love that too you know what i'm saying so like i'm really very much a renegade about the shit like i don't care like they can come try to find us type shit it's not it's never gonna work at the end of the day like it's not you know they the ai shit is interesting but like there's still ways around that i believe maybe need to get some hackers on the team and and you mm-hmm. know <laughs> blow up some computers and shit but like at the end of the day like i'm i'm here to like sample anything and everything not but there's always there's always time and place yeah yeah, there's context to all that as well um but i'm here to definitely like sample shit and and not be clearing shit because most of the time you're not clearing it with any with the actual artists who played or created that thing um especially if you're not of this like certain percentile um you know if you're solange or you know you're you're part of the Knowles dynasty or your Kanye or your Drake or whoever, like you should be clearing everything. Yeah. If you have a music, you know, industry backing machine backing you like, absolutely. But if you're us, like, you know, we just want to, we just try to just make music, try to make some ill shit um, and kind of bend, bend and hack as much as we can possibly do. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. I can't speak mm-hmm. for everyone else, but that's where I'm at with it. Bitches waking with their dreams taken, body dead, jitter shaking. New plane, new haven, old patterns breaking, realizations. Not as fucked as the main doer, but maybe adjacent. And I don't have motivations to cover up my darkness and act flagrant. Why you playing, asking where the fuck I'm staying? Do like me and my DPI, giving back them two cents and two dents going out for Yeah. Yeah, and I think like the the samples and all with the sounds that you put together just created such a such a thick world with Shook World that I love. Like, and I particularly like how it definitely speaks to that mixtape culture, but it's so cohesive. Like it 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 really is uniquely wild and kind of diverse. And and I love that way that you said before about how like the songs just kind of like disintegrate into something else. Like, and a lot of times I find myself just being like. Yo, what song is this? Like I'm trying, cause especially I'm trying to prepare for this. If I, I like to know the track title so I can maybe speak to an individual one, like here or there. And I'm just like, I, I sometimes I still don't really know the track names, which is very odd given how much I've actually listened to this to this album, which kind of like, which is a good thing I think. But right. so, <laughs> like musically speaking, like particularly with the, like just the overall general sound of this thing, like how as soon as you kind of got the stems from uh, from Algiers, like did you have a general idea of what you wanted this thing to sound like, or did you just start creating individual songs and then it started to piece itself together pretty naturally and you just built off that? I I think I had an idea and then things started to just kind of come together as I started to, to work with things. Um, you know, none of it was based in a soul. None of it was based on anything singular, so to speak. So it wasn't like I was just 
all I was doing was working on algae. Like the first so-called beat packs that I was sending out were more my own beats that I'd like not put out yet. Mm-hmm. So shit from my archive, where you see it, you see a reference in the writing on the album. Like it's like so, so like um fangs with Des Day, Swing, Nakama, um a couple other joints. Uh, obviously, yeah, those um, are older ones, right? Yeah, those are joints. That's what that I, I found surprising yeah. about. Like I thought a lot of this felt like it was all in the same session. That's what it felt mm-hmm. like, which is a good thing. But, you know, well, I'll say this. You could do a lot when you have agency over your stuff and you're making it, you know, you're mixing like I mixed and mastered it. I recorded all of it and the recording, the most of the production and, you know, the fur, the sequencing, the majority of the sequencing and mixing took place in a month in that December, uh, November 3rd to December 3rd time period, like literally most of that, the rest of it was like, you know, very much like getting into the deep, you know, my, the so-called like the details and the, the, even the problem areas, like a couple of things were like, oh damn, like I really had to rack my brain on certain, just like, just engineering mm-hmm. whispery shit. Um, so I learned a lot doing this in a very little time. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I recorded a lot of folks in one week, in like one week, like the first session, the first week of sessions was like close to 10 people. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, and most of them were done by me, only people and, or maybe like, you know, like big just doesn't live here. So he, he sent, he sent something in. Um, but obviously I, I mixed and I mixed it and like affected it and mastered it and da da da. So, um, disfig, Rena, who does the showtime part at the end of stand on it. Um, but yeah, Nakama recorded match shit with me. Amani and Masai recorded the same day. Des day. Uh, Elucid also actually was not, this is the first time we did not record with each other. Mm. Um, and that was a whole thing too. He sent, he recorded on a different beat. <laughs> so I was just wow. like, Oh shit. And like, literally I was like, Oh damn. All right. So I got to remake this. He was, you know, he had a family thing that was going on. And he was just really busy. So I was like, all right, now nah, don't worry about it. I got you. I'm going to do a little magic. And I basically made that beat. I had a different version of that beat. Um, Irreversible Devil uh, is what, what it's called. Um, yeah. And uh, I just kind of retooled it around his verses and the tempo of his verses. Uh, it was like, it's like a two BPM difference. Uh, wasn't, wasn't too crazy. So it was cool. Like, he knows how to like bounce out his vocal stem so it's easy so i can like deal with all that nothing was off beat put it like that i didn't have to like do any weird like sleight of hand um but it was yeah then that that led to something i liked even more than the first beat like the original version of that i was like oh using those like little snaps i'm like oh mm-hmm. whoa like yeah like dj mustard snaps cool like I, you know what i'm saying i'm just like fuck it like i you know I just I call it DJ. I'm just probably from a DJ mustard sample pack, but I that I had, which is not another illusion. Like once again, like we're talking about like like alluding to like the technology and like the sort of like the culture of like production and you know, reuse and Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like like alluding to certain things, like almost like tropes, like okay, like that's like a very, you know, you know, that's a very Ron Brow's kind of moment that's a very i mean well there's literally ron browser yeah. 
again like i didn't clear that like i, yeah. but I was like oh it'd be crazy like i was like oh jumping out the window that's like chaotic as fuck like i was like yeah. oh my drone ron browse auto-tune no like, that shit went like, out that first listen to that song probably that and good money i think good money generally just fucking always makes me go crazy but those two but, songs i was just like what is going on man this is crazy <laughs> it's yeah and it's during yeah. like the the fucking like mayhem that's starting to happen and all like the the dialogue and like all mm -hmm. the found sound and the lifted the sample the dial you know shit from videos on youtube and whatnot so yeah it, it was that all kind of came together naturally too like that that whole process of like stitching things together like shit was just talking to each other like that gene the gene gray sample i just randomly had and i use i had used that years ago in a mix and i'm like yo that shit mm, let me put that back in because it's so point it's so fly like what she says it's so ill and i was just like boom and then right after she's done speaking dream crusher comes in the first their first word is time and i'm like what yeah i was like oh okay no this should be happening more than it more than i can really tell you fam like it really and i just take it for what it is i'm like all right that was me yep sure look I'm, I'm with you let's go you know what i mean so i just i, I don't want to question the flow i just go with it you know what i'm saying so i really wanted to and yo i want i always want to do a doom drone kind of like you know slow 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 guitar heavy ass moment and i was like i'm gonna do it on this album fuck it so that's where it goes from good money to please leave good money was made when i was sequencing it i'm like yo i want to kind of continue this energy off of stand on it because stand on it has that last part where it speeds up mm -hmm. and it goes into that 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 showtime that no music yeah no music that's that that's that shit that you know that's that's a that's an era it's a certain thing in new york right so it's like going from that and Rena doing the Showtime MC shit. And then I was like, yo, let me just continue it. And so I, I never made a beat like that. I was like, yo, I always wanted to though. I had a that couple shit. sessions back in like the 2000s that like, I just never like finished those beats and shit. Yeah. I was like, let me do this again. So I just did a shit and I was like, oh yeah, all right. Yeah. And if you listen, this is for y'all, little, little tidbit, technical side of things, like really opening the trunk. If you listen, it's two, I have, I have the samples. I have an Algiers saxophone. I have the UFO joint that everyone knows, hopefully. <laughs> and, and then I have on one ear, I have one light feet, like one Showtime recording happening. And on the other ear, I have another Showtime, a different Showtime performance happening. And then, then at the very end, they kind of meet in the middle when they, with the, all the applause and celebration yeah. and whatnot. So like, again i wanted to make this like a a deep listening experience if you if you're there for that like you put on the headphones or you're in a good sonic environment where the stereo field is, is clear you'll be able to hear like oh that's coming oh shit that's coming over on the left side like oh damn all right so um yeah i was just like i want to i want to make it fuller and i'm like yo fuck it like instead of just having shit coming at the end like let me just you know i mean beat match it have the shit happen through the whole joint and i was like oh this is kind of crazy one's like a bobby schmurter like uh light feet remix and then the other joint i don't even know what it is but this shit is hard i was like okay it's cool like little little crowd effects jumping in and out like i just i love voices mm -hmm. as you can tell so yeah i mean there's a lot of them on here and yeah uh, <laughs> in like, general in yeah. general all my work really i just i love i love the rhythm everything is a rhythm like every voice the way people speak you know dialogue etc like there's a there's a there's a rhythm in all that. So I like to key in on that. Yeah. And, and I really appreciated like how on this album with the collaborations, like you were able to put a ton of different voices 
into a spot that worked and that like and given the variety of voices here like i didn't initially if i would have heard some of these songs and then just looked at the rest of the track list i'd be confused like for example one is lord queso fucking love that love that last album he made more chores amazing um but some of these songs i'm like i just this doesn't really feel like something i've heard on him like i'm sure he would rock it for sure but i just didn't think it was a natural fit necessarily but then the beat you gave him for media training had that like a groove and it like i was like how did this manage to fit so so tidily in this just just really dense album but uh yeah like so speaking of the collaboration here like a lot of them are from new york so that's a commonality there for sure but how would you characterize just generally the type of collaborator you were wanting to to pull for uh pull into shook world you got it you got it right there new yorkers um new yorkers are varying degrees so folks who are so-called native new yorkers or people who were born here and, and and grew up here and then folks who i consider i see as new yorkers as fellow new yorkers um because of how they move and how they've been moving here so you know martin and roberts i asked her i'm like yo do you consider yourself a new yorker and she was like yeah, I think so. Like I got a couple things that, you know, that like, you know, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. couple, a uh, couple bills that still have my New York address on it or whatever, you know, nice. whatever. And I was just like, hell yeah. I'm like, word. I mean, truth be told, like you definitely were around during like a really special time too. I mean, whenever she's around, it's special, but like, you know, um, as far as like the greater cultural uh, music and expressive uh, movements, um, you know, she was in that shit. So like, yeah and just how she moves she's she's been a, a, a someone i've learned a lot from um so yeah you know haram is jersey all day and then philly really um i'd say secondary but like the way haram moves certainly is to me like very much like nah like you're at home here you know what i mean and like you have a home here you know what i mean you're welcome here type shit and that's not that's not just for me to say but i you know what I mean? Like I, I welcome, welcome Haram with open arms here. Um, I mean we share a studio, so <laughs> we were like we were in the studio, we were in our studio doing mm -hmm. that shit together. That's her first vocal feature, which is which is wild. I didn't even know that. I was like, oh what? Um, so yeah, just people who I see as like just showing the varying degrees of New Yorkers too. Like like you know, Dream Crushers from Wichita, Kansas. You know what I'm saying? But they've been here for since 2014, I say. Mm -hmm. So almost. 10 years and they've been they've done a whole lot and a whole lot of living and you know what I mean so yeah that's nah there's New Yorkers they're so they they would be like oh, I'm not you know but like I'm like you got the you got the honorary from me at least you got yeah. the little so and um to this yeah, I don't know. I to the sequencing, like the media training thing. I just wanted to, like you said, you. I mean, thank you for saying that. Um, like having that mixture of folks too, which is mad fun. Like just right, mix, yeah. The same thing as like throwing in that like a good money and then following that up with like some doom drone situation, but then also throwing Marcus on the cuts, Mister Pin on the yeah. cuts on that. And I wanted a turntableism. I almost got on the decks myself. I was like, I need might need, need to make my. I wanted originally to my next album to have me. I wanted to like have that be part of the, the Sonics. Yeah, like me being on a turntable and like really getting funky back on my old instrument. But it just wasn't. I was just like, fuck it. I just I can ask Marcus. 
Marcus is dead nice. Yeah. And we be talking about, you know, we have a lot of the same heroes uh, in, in terms of that. So, like, I was like, yo, what? A turntablism moment over, like, some shit that sounds like Boris or, like, son? Are you crazy? Like, hell yeah. Like, I'm here for that. So, like, I'm at that party. But then I'm also, you know, I'm at the Showtime party. And then, you know, throwing in queso, throwing in Masai over, like, this sludge reverse twisted worming thing this like heaping behemoth you know this behemoth um you know like all of that throwing that all together having big just over like a of a soul kind of like a soul loop you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like just uh, i'm here for like the i'm here for the uh the twists the plot yeah, the twists. Positions, <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i love just get- the diver- diversity of of the voices and the quality of the voices first and foremost like mm. i think for a lot of people myself included this is the album that i was aware of of nakama i had heard maybe a project i don't know maybe last year and i was like liked it but didn't really check for it again then i heard him on these two joints specifically swing and that's probably my favorite song on the whole album and i'm just like right. Definitely the beat that that that's a crazy, crazy beat. But I was like, damn, this blew me away. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people I follow and I'm I'm like uh, talk to about rap and stuff like that. They were Nakama really was one of the showstoppers of this record. And I ever since then, I've gone into their their stuff and hella impressed. Yeah, no, that was intentional too. having Nakama and having Desde on twice. Um, Whereas like most people, you know, um, Dream Crush is on two joints, but yeah say like one of them is shorter than the other i guess having nakama and and desde both you know showing up twice was absolutely intentional and i just wanted to give them some some time to shine um again like just like a mixtape like sometimes you know you have like when k slay was was putting on papoose there'd be like extra there'd be extra papoose songs on on, on the mm-hmm. tapes you know what i'm saying because it's like well yeah we have one we have a stockade of them and like you're my people's like of course i'm gonna put you on like that would be in everyone's best interest or whatever. But yeah, you know, people know me. People, I have a whole album with Imani. You know, every album I've done, well, not every, but every album I've done with like voices or whatever Masai's been a part of, you know what I'm saying? Like XYZ, Elusive, the same thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like Nakama and I have mad shit. Desde and I have some shit in the stock. Oh my gosh. So it's like kind of like opening the curtain a little bit more. You know what I mean? And just be like, yo, also just like, come on, man. Like there's super wizards. Like y'all need to know these folks. So that's, that's that. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think that's also, yeah, I think this is people just good should just go check out. If you're not aware of any of these names, whether it's the rappers, the, like anybody who's featured in these track lists, Matana Roberts, like that was one name where I saw it. I'm like, I did not know you guys. Like I'm not that familiar with her, uh, with them that much. And I was just like, that's a, Really? Because I've heard th- some some records from Matana like years ago before I even heard of you. So I was like, this is just a cool ass connection. And that kind of thing is just really nice to see. And speaking of some of these records you got upcoming, I kind of want to give you some time before we wrap up. Just like you said, Desde, rec- like we're coming up. Anything that you want to shout out uh, that you'd want to mention here? Word. Um, yeah. I- <laughs> There's a lot of things. There's a couple of things I'm working on engineer wise right now that will be coming out either on PCP or just in the near in this year. So I'm really excited about those things because it's it's it is that collaboration of like shaping the sound from start to finish, whether or not I did the production, 
Um, one of them is, uh, uh, yeah, I can't, I don't really, but one of them, you if you go to the Shook World versus Shook or Shook versus Shook World um, YouTube video that Hate Six has put up um, recently, some really nice footage of that night on twelve fifty on December 15th. Um, there's a, a preview of a couple songs, matter of fact, that are that have yet to be released. Um, so nice. you could hear them in soundboard recording quality. Um, and all that gives you a hint as to like what's kind of coming in the future. Um, but definitely, you know, yeah. Uh made an allusion to Unknown Infinite 2. That was a joke. That's we're not we would not make an unknown infinite too. Mm. Uh, but certainly more stuff with Amani, certainly more stuff with the people that you you see on here. Um, yeah. Uh yeah, definitely some shit with Nakama, definitely some shit with Desday. And hopefully that elusive KBU album will drop. We're saying this year, we're saying later this year. Mm-hmm. So feels right, you know, feels right. And then I'm just like producing or mixing and mastering a couple things that very much vary in sound too. There's a couple, uh, it's like maybe another like black metal record. And I don't know, I got the itch. Honestly, I got the itch to to, to start working on some new shit, but not that it's not, that's not going to come out this year. I don't think like, yeah. I'm not trying to like, y'all need to sit with Shook World for a while. And like, I want that to be an album that people like live with just like anything else that we've done. Yeah, I do have an itch and it's not going to be like Shook World. So you know that can happen just live it'll live live over here you know live elsewhere mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm not you know you know i don't like i don't like doing the same move twice you know what i mean so yeah man yeah, just stay in tune with ptp um shit you know there's plenty happening come to a show come say hi if you're in new york you know what i mean we have a market um happening in in april and I'll be doing more classes. I'll be probably doing one more version, iteration, a cohort of the Found Sound Sampling History and Sonic Lineage class in summer. So for those folks who are in school currently, who are like, ah, oh, really I'm not trying to juggle more, they can come through for that. And then I'm going to be doing some rap linguistics uh, starting on that joint. So yeah, I'm just going to still be teaching. And um making 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 sounds sound <laughs> the sounds will be sounding <laughs> keep sound sounding man thank you so much for coming on yeah love this album and i love the energy and the the spirit that you bring to to the game right now i think it's super important like it's very authentic and uh genuine always good vibes appreciate you rohan yeah no thank you for for taking the time to to talk this shit with me and 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 you know research shit and like you know, do, do, do some really solid, solid fucking work and solid question asking. Um, you know, I really enjoyed this and yeah, yo, um, shout out to you and the, and the podcast too. You know what I mean? Child, child actor joint was this. Yeah. Speaking lungs. Yeah. People's, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm glad, yo, yeah. I'm glad people are like folks, uh, like you are giving these lovely folks some, some more shine to like have other folks understand and tap in more. So yeah, yo, shout out to, Shouts to folks, shouts to you, rap plug, you know, rap music plug. And um, yeah, fam, like I'll be, I'll be here whenever. Yeah. Yeah, man. Perfect. Thank you so much, man. Take care. Yes, sir. Peace, family. Peace. The tomb gon' say, rate him. 
etchings in his name to make amends Before the unfortunate dissolution of links like Ray the Clan Pithy diatribes and tinkering with alchemy the in-between I can't imagine a death mask on me that wouldn't fetch a ransom Grave diggers raging ran through inconsequential tantrums While my MO caused gray matter Memos deem more relevant as denunciations of reverence The praise chatter stay missing context like hey batter Ten toes on loaded bases in my separatist bag so there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace. <laughs>